You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here to get you ready for an action-packed day of football. We will find out if my markets are worth a damn. The casual better likes the things that don't move. I'm the exact opposite. I want to bet on stuff that's nuts. Hashtag spray the board. Dialed into the latest line movements, injuries, and props. It's BetQL's You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. What's up, everybody? Happy and Merry Week 5 NFL Sunday to you and yours. It is You Better You Bet's Countdown to Kickoff. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7, no hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets, and we bring you the sports. Coming to you live from the Odyssey app, the BetQL app, radio stations nationwide as part of the BetQL Network. We are on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Sports, and on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash BetQL, where we, we see if this is a Calvin Ridley touchdown. It is not. Not a Calvin Ridley touchdown. We'll bring you up to speed on the Jaguars and Bills coming up in a second as Ken and I are here bringing you the wagertainment until 1 o'clock Eastern, talking all things sports betting on this Week 5 NFL Sunday. Presented now and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. All right, you know how we do it. Each and every NFL Sunday morning here on You Better You Bet. All the line movement for every single game on the board. Actives and inactives with the betting and the fantasy impact. Ken Barkley's underdog money. Moneyline Parlay. We will bring you teaser conversation. Thy Royal Prop King will stop by in hour number two with all the prop plays for today's game and best bets, of course, to close the show. We are locked and loaded here on this Week 5 NFL Sunday. A lot going on. It is hashtag October. Tons of sports. Baseball, college football, maybe even a little golf sweat today. And you know, of course, uh, the Bills and the Jaguars underway in London with the first half. About to reach a conclusion with Jacksonville up 11-7. to Uh, and in the red zone right now, threatening to put some more mm. points up on the board. Ken Barkley, how we doing? Uh, doing great. Yeah, it's, it's one thing to have a, a London NFL game. Here's Jags, Falcons, uh, Titans, Ravens, I think is the international game next weekend. It's one thing to just have like an NFL game on. That's really fun. It's fun to bet on. It's fun to have like a standalone game in the morning when you wake up, playing with my kids. Like now they're out of the house, make coffee, have breakfast. Like it's just fun to have a football game on. It's another to have like a really high leverage important football game on at 9.30 in the morning. And that's uh, 9.30 Eastern, I should say. And that, that's what we have in this game. There's a lot going on here in terms of not just like who wins this game, but as a result of who wins this game, Buffalo is a team people have talked themselves into as a Super Bowl favorite, as a team that's very likely to win. Their quarterback, Josh Allen, is the favorite for MVP. Um, the Jags have kind of been a team before the year that people were interested in. Everyone's kind of cool, but still have a lot of talent. They're trying to win their own division, which has become hotly contested. The Dolphins are 
a two touchdown favorite basically today to retake the AFC East lead from the Bills if they lose. There's just a lot. We can do the injuries. We can also explain what just happened at the end of the half here. But a, a pretty crazy, like high level. It's one thing to have an NFL game in London. This game matters a lot, and it's just really, really interesting based on who wins. There's so many markets that are affected by it. Yeah, and, and the play that Ken is alluding to, um, A.J. Epinez on third and three for the Jaguars at about at about the Bills' 20-yard line as the first half is winding down. So either Jacksonville converts and maybe goes for a touchdown or at the very least settles for a very makeable field goal. Um, A.J. Epinesa, who's like, very important for Buffalo, and they need him to play well today with Greg Rousseau out and Von Miller on a pitch count in his first game back from the ACL last year. A.J. Epinesa, strip sack of Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence puts the ball on the turf. The Bills recover. Josh Allen takes a knee, and we head into the half at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London right now with the Jacksonville Jaguars holding an 11-7 lead on Buffalo. And uh, we can do a little bit more on a little on college football from yesterday, um, do a little Major League Baseball playoffs, but this second half market's going to open here in a second, Ken, and we were we're saying off air that maybe Buffalo has kind of found a little something here. The Bills went three and out on like their first like 18 possessions of the game, slight exaggeration, and then hashtag found something on their last drive. 11 plays, 86 yards, culminating in a Josh Allen touchdown pass to, you guessed it, Stephon Diggs. That's all he does this season is catch touchdowns for the Buffalo Bills. So um, do we do we have a halftime market? Oh, we got it here at, uh, at BetMGM. Good job by Alex. Uh, yep, Bills minus it. two and a half. Um, is the is the second half line and can I th- I I think I want to bet Buffalo and the Bills get the ball to start. Uh, I don't. That's not. That's the live market. Live market is Bills two and a half. So not the halftime. So because the Bills are losing right now, so that implies a halftime line of Bills six and a half. Like just so, just so we're on the same page there. So the ha- I have the halftime market. So the halftime. The got? Jags are up eleven to seven. Yeah. So a- Alex put the live market in, which is like correct. So the Bills currently like for the game. Are, are favored to win the game and the total the live total is 42 and a half the total at halftime is 11 7 or the, sorry, the score at halftime 11 7 jacksonville so jags by four and 18 is what we're on right now the second half market is bills by five and a half is what i see in a bunch of places and six i see it opening on the board right now and i see a bunch yep. of five and a halfs so that's so think of it this way that's basically buffalo to come back and win the game you lose on one that's it it's a good way to think about it the total in the second half is 24 and a half it's also worth keeping in mind that is essentially just slightly more than half of the closing total in the game and usually and for people who don't follow halftime markets or like don't know what we're talking about usually a really good way to figure out what the total is going to be unless it was like the craziest unexpected first half ever is to essentially take like about about half of the pregame market and then you add a point here or a point there depending on how the game has gone or is there you know if it was a low scoring half maybe up a point whatever um and that's what we have here so i'm not surprised by the total at all and the side we have to remember the bills closed about a five and a half point favorite in this game they're going to be favored in the second half by some margin they're also losing this sets up essentially a market where they just have to win to cover I'm going to guess you and I just both like the Bills and think that they're going to win this game. I'm guessing I'm not alone in thinking that. Well, not only are you not alone in thinking it, but I have bet it. So while you were talking just now. Checkmate. While, while you, right, right. Like, remember, remember that movie, like, While You Were Sleeping? This is like While You Were Talking. Starring Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and Sandra Bullock will make a cameo maybe at some point. Uh, while Ken was talking, I did bet Bills minus five and a half in the second half. So I, I am in on that. I do think the Bills will come back and win this game against Jacksonville. I think uh, the really interesting thing to me in the first half, just one observation from the first half. So two things, right? Uh, Matt Milano is like one of the Bills, like one of the Bills' best defensive players, one of the best defensive players maybe in the in the league, uh, is injured, leaves on a cart. 
And you remember last week, the Bills also lost star corner Tredavious White for the season. So, you know, like, yes, the Bills are very talented and they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. This might end up, depending on the severity of Milano's injury, this might end up being like their best two defensive players. You throw Von Miller and that makes probably two if he's healthy. Their best two defensive players maybe after the season. Like, that's possible and notable in terms of just the Bills over the course of the season. Like, this is one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. And they lost a really impactful player potentially for a long period of time. So that's interesting. For Jacksonville... I know they're winning, and so I shouldn't dump on them because they're beating the Bills and the Bills are really good. The offense is still brutal. This is the same team that played last week and beat the Falcons. It's the same team that played a gross game against the Chiefs. The Jags are like somehow, and I can't believe this is possible, they are somehow like a no-offense, all-defense team. And I don't understand, given the players on the team, how this is possible. But, like, their team profile skews way, way more heavily toward being good at defense than being good at, good at offense. Entering this game, 17th DVOA offense, 11th on defense. 29th in the league on, again, third down offense. You have Trevor Lawrence, third down offense, 29th in the league. Third down defense, 18th, much better. Red zone offense, one of the worst in the league. Red zone defense, top 10 in the league. I guess the defense is actually pretty good. I don't know how. I don't know how that's possible. The offense is still brutal. They should have scored way more in this half. Stalled on third down a couple times. Can't run the ball. Red zone needed a penalty on the Bills to get their one touchdown and a crazy catch by Zay Jones just to cash in once in the red zone. Like it's, I know they're winning. It's the same like broken Jacksonville though. And that's that's what would make me concerned going forward with them. And I think here's what's and maybe they'll they'll make this the second half adjustment. Like the Jaguars should actually like not run the ball the rest of the game. ETN right now is at nine for twenty-five. The only success the Jaguars have had rushing the football has been on end arounds, a couple times to Calvin Ridley and once to Christian Kirk. Meanwhile, like Lawrence is cooking. He's sixteen to twenty-three for 192 yards and a touchdown. The aforementioned Zay Jones touchdown in the first half. Like, why why are you wasting downs? running the ball. Like, throw the ball with Trevor Lawrence on, on every play. I know some people would say, oh, it's not fantasy football, it's real life. Okay, keep running Travis Etienne for two yards and pump. Right, see how it and goes. Lose. See and how lose. That goes. Right. And lose. Yeah, like, that's like, uh, that's like tell, uh, tell Texas. Nah, keep running down the, keep running the ball down by the goal line against Oklahoma. It's going great. Keep those defensive linemen in on that goal line. I mean, just like, let's just keep running it straight ahead into somebody's helmet three straight times. Like, for no reason. We have, meanwhile, we have Quinn Ewers. We have, like, two NFL wide receivers. Nah, nah, nah we're going to be, like, hard-nosed football here against Oklahoma. Ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I'm I, with you. It's, and it's also worth noting, with Lawrence, though, you brought up his numbers. A lot of that, that drive at the end of the half was excellent. What was different about that drive than the other drives? Huh, I don't know. Well, A, he threw the ball every single time. And B, Press Taylor, the offensive coordinator, didn't have anything to do with it. Like, that's like, gee, went, went for eight. I don't know. How is that possible? Unbelievable. It's just the same thing with the Jags. Um, I don't know, Ken, if um, I just looked in a spot that, that, that has second-half props open and Evan Ingram was not one of the players listed. Nope. Just, like, for people... For people that are like, okay, Matt Milano is out for Buffalo, and we'll see how long he's out for, but he's definitely out the rest of this game. How does that impact things for the Bills? Like, Milano is the tight end stopper for Buffalo, one of the best, like, linebackers. And we've been talking about this literally for years on You Better You Bet, how good Milano is specifically at that. Also a great Pepperidge Farm cookie. But, uh... Without Milano, I think this sets up for Evan Engram potentially have a really nice game. He dropped the touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence. I, I don't know if, Ken, if this is like available anywhere, just that like I could see Engram having a really nice second half for the Jaguars in the absence of Matt Milano. And this will be something that we'll talk about moving forward now if Milano is out for an extended period of time. Tight ends against the Bills defense as a way to attack the prop market. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Week 5 NFL Sunday. Uh, we will get to... 
it moved in just a second. But you mentioned Texas and Oklahoma. I know in, in our regular weekday show open, there's a clip from you saying, I don't do victory laps. I'll do one for you. The locomotive was a roaring success yesterday. And I thank you and our listeners and viewers thank you because I won a lot of money yesterday betting all of your college football bets. So I know you don't do the victory laps. I'll do one for you here. But a great college football Saturday for us on You Better You Bet. Yeah, it was re- it was really fun. Uh, it was fun to have a lot of bets in the bigger games too, because obviously that's those are the ones that everybody wants to follow. Um, you know, Alabama, Texas A and M, and Alabama able to kind of pull that one out in a, a fashion where now everyone's like, "Yep, Jimbo Fisher, like same old song." I guess with this team, um, it, a bunch of crazy results. I would just add, like from a playoff standpoint, which is like I, I what I care a lot about. Like I, I have a lot of money on Michigan to win the national championship. They continue to look awesome as they put away Minnesota yesterday. Um, just teams that kind of we thought might be in the playoff mix. And now uh, either no or we're not sure. Alabama remarkably still alive, still only the one loss. They lose. They uh they beat Texas A and M, who's who's now out. Miami beat them already. At Alabama, A and M not making the playoff yet again, not making the playoff this year. Notre Dame with their insane scheduling of back to back to back to back to back to back amazing opponents. They get tripped up for a second time, lose to Ohio State. Now they lose to Louisville. They're out. They can't make it. And they got USC on deck next week, which is ridiculous. Speaking of USC, they keep almost losing, but they're still alive because they haven't lost a game yet this year. Arizona chooses not to go for two to win the game, goes to get these two-point plays, and over time, USC ends up surviving. They win. And then it's just worth noting, like, uh, well, actually two things. One, Miami. One of the – if an NFL coach – did what Mario Cristobal. Cristobal did yesterday. Mario! He might get fired, like, on the spot. I, I've, I've never seen it in an NFL game. Now, we've seen, for people who don't know what happened, Miami was, found themselves in a situation where, based on the time remaining, if they take one knee, the game ends. And they should know this. And the clock's run. Like, this is all very obvious. Timeouts remaining, clock. Like, this is not a complex math problem. In every football game at a high school, grade school level, like, you could do this. And Cristobal decides we're not going to we're not going to take a knee which would again end the game and Miami would win. We're going to run the ball. Instead, a conventional running play. Quarterbacks in the shotgun. Tyler Van Dyke take gives the handoff to the running back. Running backs fighting for extra yards. What do you think happens? Fumble. Georgia Tech recovers. Hmm, Georgia Tech needs a touchdown here. Not a lot of time left. Still like a, a basically a Hail Mary situation. Pass deep down the field. Quarterback does a good job buying time. Touchdown Georgia Tech with basically no time left. Miami fans throwing cans on the field as the guy's scoring the touchdown. Cristobal literally just has to call victory formation, and he gets a victory. Instead, he runs the ball, and the worst possible thing happens. Fumble. Georgia Tech scores the other way. Miami, is they're not making the playoff. They, were un- they, they could make the playoff this year. Now they can't make the playoff. And I don't know if Texas can make it. Committee has been very, very unkind toward one-loss teams unless you're from the SEC or the Big Ten. That's how you get the second team in, or that's how you get the one-loss team in. Big conference, those conferences are good again. Big Ten's really good this year. Yeah, the, the loss is a tough loss, and like maybe, oh, 11-1, okay, whatever. I don't think Texas is in it. I think they're just out now, which is crazy because they beat Alabama a few weeks ago. That's kind of how how quickly these things can turn couple notes how about ron rivera managing the end of game situation for arizona against usc that was a little ridiculous just... and cristobal he did the cristobal did this at oregon right a couple years yeah. ago like the same exact yeah, thing but it like, didn't work really but it didn't materialize the same way right yeah really good recruiter probably could be a little better at the old game but like no one thing. on your staff no one's it, talking it's really bad yeah it's right. the sort of thing that you know like you're like nfl coach does that you're fired like actually on the spot um 
Last thing here, and if you're like, hey, when are they going to talk NFL? Like, we we will. Don't worry. We're going to get to everything. Um, we did it in the first part. Jags, Bills. We did a lot and, of NFL. And, and, a, uh, and a good start to the Major League Baseball playoffs for us, if you listen to us all week on You Better You Bet, Ken, with Iowa Rangers winning yesterday, our Diamondbacks winning yesterday. Maybe not great for me with the uh, with the Twins losing to the Astros, but hashtag our Rangers getting the job done against the Baltimore Orioles in game one. Three of the four series had the team who was the underdog in the series win game one on the road, which is pretty outrageous. Uh, you know, Dodgers lose outright, Orioles lose outright, Braves lose outright to the Phillies, who look really good. Feels like feels like the Rangers might be cooking here. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe Max Scherzer comes back this round, next round. Maybe they play Houston, which would be a grudge match kind of a series. Could be really fun. And uh, and also they have the best manager. Shout out to our guy, Bruce Bochy. On the other side, all the line movement your heart could ever desire for Week 5 in the National Football League. It moved with Nick and Ken. You better, you bet, countdown to kickoff right after this.